0: do you struggle with learning the rules of golf whether you've been playing for years or are brand new to the game this is the podcast for you golf rules school is the podcast to demystify the rules of golf and empower you with knowledge so you can have more confidence and lower your score Welcome back to Golf Rules School Podcast with Blakey and Marcella. How's it going, Blakey?
1: Uh, Very good, Marcella. Just woken up, so uh, hopefully uh, I'm coherent and uh, can help you out learning the rules of golf.
0: Even if he's half asleep, he knows more about the rules of golf than almost anyone I know. Blakey has a tremendous amount of knowledge, and he was almost born with it. And the reason I say that is, tell us about when you went to take your First USGA RNA exam on the rules of golf, Blakey? (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah. So I think I was 15 at the time and I was playing in a tournament. One of the players wanted to fix a pitch mark on his line of play that was off the green. And I didn't have any issue with it, as most people wouldn't have an issue with it. And then another player in the group actually said, Oh, no, that's if you do that, if you fix your line of play off the green. Uh, you're actually going to be breaching a rule. And it's sort of this light bulb moment flashed. And I was thinking, I have no idea about this game. So we decided to go through, There's a few club members um, at Wanaka Golf Club, where I used to be a member, uh, decided to go through this rules of golf course Uh, it was an RNA backed thing yeah we'd go every three weeks and do two hours of study and then we came back and did the exam and I managed to I think I was 16 by that time I managed to get uh, 81% on my exam which was better than everyone else in our club and then everyone used to come to me and say from an early age you know I was giving out rules of golf knowledge but it was it was strange because I really still didn't have an understanding. Even if I got this 81%, I really still didn't have an understanding of the rules of golf that well. Didn't understand the terms, uh, didn't understand the application too much. I was just really good at doing exams. And that's why I got 81%. But I had really had no understanding of applying that rules knowledge to the game of golf. And it's only been in the last sort of 10 years that I've really started to. Uh, apply that rules of golf knowledge and learn and can constantly learning. I mean, they update the rules every four years, but I'm still constantly learning. There's no way that you can keep everything in the rules of golf uh, in your mind. I'm referring back to the rules of golf all the time to, to find a solution for a situation that's popped up.
0: And, And that's the, well, two things about that. Number one, he didn't even have a driver's license. He couldn't even drive to his exam, where he got advanced status certification at the age of 16. So that just blows me away. And that's why he's my mentor, and why he coached and helped me get ready for my exam, which I did pass, but it was a lot harder (laughs) than what you experienced for me, because I was older when I did it. And I didn't grow up playing golf. That's what's unusual about me. And that's why I, I so um, I'm excited about sharing my knowledge when I teach with ladies at, at clubs and courses all over the world is that, um, if I can learn this stuff, then you can too. Anybody can learn it. It just takes that, that focus, right. And Blakey is a rules official. Um, he officiates at tournaments all over the world. He's been doing that for 10 years and he's been to over 20 countries. So he's been just about everywhere on every tour. And, um, That's what he does, you know, week in and week out. So he's got a tremendous amount of knowledge, which I'm really thankful for that. He's kind of taken me under his little wing.
1: Before we get started, I just want to go through the simple golf rules question of the episode. Which format of golf requires you to finish out the hole? Which format of golf requires you to finish out the hole? So we'll talk about the answer throughout this podcast. And then we'll confirm the answer at the end and you can hopefully confirm that you got it right.
0: So let's dive in and talk about a stroke, a swing. So many times people talk about, I took a swing at the ball or I made a practice swing or practice stroke and they don't understand there's a difference and it's really important when it causes your ball to move on certain areas of the course. So let's talk about practice swing, practice stroke, and the actual stroke. Yeah, so you have practice
1: stroke, practice swing, and stroke. Practice swing is the easiest one to explain. That's simply when you're just swinging the club with no intention to hit the ball. Uh, You might be warming up. You might be trying to get a feel for the shot that you're about to play. Uh, We call that a practice swing. You've got no intention to hit a ball now you can do a practice swing anywhere on the course and you can touch the ground anywhere on the course except in a bunker so you can't touch a bunker or the sand in the bunker when you're making a practice swing but anywhere else on the course uh, you're allowed to do so Uh, but The only other aspect to that is don't improve your conditions. So if you've got a big branch behind your ball that's stopping you or possibly going to stop you from making uh, a reasonable stroke, then don't go and practice swing that branch out of, you know, into oblivion. Don't, Don't smash it away so it's not there anymore. That would be improving your conditions, affecting the stroke and you're going to incur a penalty for that. And we'll talk more about conditions affecting a stroke in another episode. Now we move on to practice stroke. So a practice stroke is one where you actually do have the intention to hit the ball, but you don't have the intention for that stroke to count. So it's just a practice stroke. Now you cannot do any or cannot perform any practice strokes during the play of a hole. So it's only between the play of a hole uh, or prior to the round. That is when you're allowed to do your practice strokes. And there are certain areas where you can do it. There are certain areas where you're not allowed to do it.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about those for a second, because while we're on that, because this is something that people hear about, or maybe see on tour and and they're still a little bit confused. So you are permitted under the rules of golf to make a practice stroke, which is again, that intentional stroke at a ball, um, on the putting green of the hole you just completed, and you're allowed to chip practice chipping, make practice strokes chipping on or near the putting green of the hole you just completed and on or near the ting area of the hole you just completed. You can do any of those things in those two areas. You cannot make a practice stroke in bunkers on the hole that you just completed. Again, we're talking about between two holes. You finished a hole before you're starting another one, but key element is not delaying the game. So what's the terminology on that, on on those delays? If you're willy-nilly doing your thing there and And the people are waiting for you
1: if you unreasonably delay your play uh, you're going to incur a general penalty uh, you know just for delaying play so if there's a bit of a holdup, you can do it Um, if there's no hold up you should uh, move on quickly to your next team area and start play of the hole
0: Yeah. So the general penalty is, um, it's two strokes in stroke play and it's loss of hole and match play. In another episode, we'll talk about the different kinds of penalties that you can occur, uh, incur, I should say. Um, so in addition to that regarding practice swing and practice stroke, um, actually practice stroke of the ball, remember that we see it on tour on TV in the, um, Uh, like a Ryder Cup match play format. So we think it's okay then. And many players think it's not okay to make those practice strokes, for example, on the potting green of the hole you just completed in stroke play. We think that we can't do that because we don't see it on tour. And why is that, Blakey?
1: Uh, Yeah, so they have a local rule on tour uh, that prohibits players, not allows (laughs) players from making a practice stroke on the green that they've just played on so uh, most professional tours will have that local rule and that's why they won't be able to do that Uh, in match play situations uh, the WGC Dell match play uh, they don't have that local rule so you can actually practice putt after you've finished but Obviously, don't delay your play. Interestingly enough, they didn't have it at the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup in previous years until the most recent Ryder Cup. They actually adopted it, and the players weren't allowed to uh, have a practice putt after they'd finished. So uh, it'd be interesting to see. We've got a Ryder Cup coming up this year. it would be interesting to see uh, whether that happens or not.
0: Yes. And so, and those of you that play team play or four ball competitions, there's some twists and turns onto whether or not you can make that practice stroke after you've pulled out or show the line to someone. We'll talk about that in another episode when we're ready for that, but that's kind of juicy. And one of those things that most people don't have a really good grasp on, um, what you can, and can't do and actually what the penalty is. That'd be a good question. Maybe for the listeners, we talked about practice, swing practice, stroke,
1: Yeah. So, and then the most important one is a stroke. So a stroke is where you've actually, uh, it's the downswing of you swinging the club with the intention to hit the ball and the intention to count it towards your score. So you've got your backswing up to there and then your downswing through to your follow through. That is what the stroke is. And you've got to make one of those at your ball on the teeing area to start play the hole. And then once you've started, you continue making a stroke, you know, and strokes can come in all different shapes and sizes. Um, you can have long strokes, you can have short strokes on the putting green, for instance. Um, but if you've got the intention to hit your ball and count it towards your score, then it's called a stroke.
0: And that intention is also something really important when we talk about must, may, and should, and we talk about the terms, because some rules really boil down to. What was your intention? And that rules official is going to be asking you when you tell them a situation, they're going to be gathering facts and they're going to say, where is your ball? Where are you standing? Um, What were you thinking? I like to say to the ladies when I'm teaching, what were you thinking? But what was your intent? They want to hear kind of your thought process, because if your intent was to improve the conditions around your ball, improve the conditions affecting the stroke, then there probably is going to be a penalty. Um, But some penalties, right, or some rules have to do with intention and some don't. But it's important to be thinking about whether or not you had that intent. And intent to hit your ball is different than accidentally hitting your ball. And there are some rules that talk about that and some situations where there's a penalty versus not a penalty. And we'll talk about that later too. So much, so many things we keep saying we're going to talk about later because we're trying to do this in a systematic way to give you enough to get your foundation laid. And then we're going to build on that foundation. So you'll see it all come into play as we progress in this um, series. So can we talk about number of clubs that you can have?
1: Yeah. So the maximum number of clubs you can select for your play, for a round is fourteen. Okay. Four. Oh, you
0: said it the you said it in the American way, just for me. That's not what you normally say. Fourteen. <laughs> That's not what you say.
1: Fourteen is the maximum amount of clubs you have. I mean, you could use just one club for your whole round if you wished, if you really wanted the challenge of it. Um, I'd suggest a seven iron. But uh, 14, you're allowed 14, you can't have any more than 14. If you have more than 14, you're susceptible to a general penalty. Uh, and as Marcella said, we'll talk about penalties in another episode. If someone else has selected clubs for their bag, you can't use one of their clubs during that round. So if someone hits a really good drive off the first tee, you can't go, oh, I'd love to try that driver and hit it off the first tee as well. Uh, You need to select the 14 and only use from those 14 clubs. If you happen to damage one of those clubs in the normal course of play, uh, then you can keep using it um, or you can try and repair it or have it replaced.
0: That's a change in 2023.
1: You know, uh, being angry towards your club for a bad shot, which it's always the club's fault. Uh, You can continue to use it in that case, but you're not allowed to have it repaired or replace it.
0: You have a lot of examples of people throwing or breaking their clubs in anger on your golf rules questions, uh, Instagram, and those are really funny and fun to watch, but those guys cannot replace that. Um, 2023, that rule changed where you can replace it if it was damaged, but not if it was due to abuse. And that's definitely abuse. You won't see me doing that. (laughs)
1: No, you won't see me doing that either. It's too expensive to break
0: clubs. (laughs) Exactly. So let's talk about forms of play, those formats, because many people use some terms, not quite correctly when we talk about who the other players are that day, what the relationship is to you. And that's all based on the format that you're playing stroke play versus match play. So which one do you want to tell me which one you want to talk about first? Which one's your favorite?
1: Well, my favorite is match play. And that's the original format that started when golf started. So that's say you and I, Marcel, are playing in a match. We're playing in the same group and we can see or have the ability to see each other's shot, each and every shot. Whereas in stroke play, you could be playing against two people. You could be playing against 200 people. And you're not going to have the ability because you're not all playing in the same group. You're not going to have the ability to see each and every person's shot. So match play, it's just sort of one-on-one or there are different types of match play with a side or a team's type competition, um, which is called a side where you play two-on-two or two-on-one, four-ball or foursomes, using one ball, two balls, Uh, that kind of thing so there is a few differences in match play that you can choose there Uh, but and stroke play has the same uh, but you count all your shots and you've got to finish the hole you've got to make sure you get your ball into the hole to finish the hole so you can put a score down on your scorecard
0: yeah so if you're playing a two ball match play which is just myself against my opponent i'm the player and the person I'm playing against is an opponent. So if we're playing a match play, the the main thing we're doing is trying to win each hole. Now, we might not, I might not win a hole, I might tie the hole, or I might lose the hole, but there'll be a status of each hole, win, lose, or tie it, and then a status of the match all the way through. And how do we come up with a winner at the end? Because it doesn't have to be 18 holes. What's the determination of the winner?
1: So the winner in match play is the person who wins the most holes effectively. And you've won the most holes, say, if it's an 18-hole uh, game, you don't necessarily, as Marcel said, don't necessarily play all the holes. If, there's, if you're up by more than the number of holes left to play, then you've won the match. So if Marcel has won seven holes and I've won five holes and we had, had a few halves, uh, Marcel might have won two and one, And the game is over. We only played 17 holes and Marcella is the winner.
0: Yeah. I'm up by two with only one to play. So there's no way that he can win. So, and that's the way it should be. There should be no way that you can win against me. But that doesn't, that doesn't (laughs)
1: happen very often.
0: (laughs) Um, So that's match play in, in essence, right? And the difference between that and stroke play is stroke play really, as you said, you you are playing your ball from tee to the hole, every single hole, you have to start it, you have to start in the right place, and you have to get that ball in the hole, every single hole, and you're going to play either those 18 or nine or whatever this tournament or event has been determined to be, but there, there are no gimmies in stroke play you are potting everything out right
1: yeah correct and the reason for that say in match play there are gimmies a uh, gimme is where say you get within one foot or two foot of the hole and you know I say to Marcelo look I think you're not going to miss that so I'm going to allow you to pick that up the, the pickup counts as a shot because I'm saying I reckon it's going to cost you a shot to get in the hole but I don't think you'll miss, so just pick it up and you'll just count that shot. That's what a gimme is. I can see what Marcella's doing. I can see how far away Marcella is. I can judge for myself her putting ability on that day uh, because I'm the opponent. Whereas in stroke play, Marcella might be playing at uh, 1 in the afternoon and I've already teed off and played at 9 a.m. And so I'm out in the 17th, 18th hole and she's teeing off on the first hole. Uh, I'm not going to be able to see exactly where she is, all her shots and how close she is. So for the field, protecting the field, you're not allowed to give gimmies. Uh, you just have to, everyone has to finish out the hole in stroke play.
0: Yes, and gimmies are tactically known as concessions or conceding. You can concede a stroke, you can concede a hole and you can concede a match. And that can all be done In match play only, not in stroke play. Now, if we're all out having some fun uh, Saturday with our buddies and that's how we choose to play, that's okay. Another story is how you're going to post and record that for your handicap. And we'll talk about that in another episode, but those, those gimmies do happen obviously all the time, but you want to make sure that you're recording an accurate score for the actual, um, handicap, but those are the main differences and, and really, um, match play is about strategy and gamesmanship. And that's why it's so much fun to watch the Ryder cup and, uh, Solheim cup and other events where, um, you know, it's really people going toe to toe and you're going to make different decisions you're going to get more aggressive and um because you you're going to either win the hole or not and for a higher handicap person playing a lower handicap person which obviously doesn't happen on tour but it happens in real life the most i'm going to lose is a hole and that's so different from in stroke play if i get too aggressive and i'm out god knows where uh, I could end up with an eight or a nine or a 10, maybe in stroke play in a club championship format, but in match play, the worst is going to happen. So I'm going to lose one hole. Okay. Pick up, dust myself off, you know, and move on to the next hole and start again. So that's really the fun of match play.
1: That's exactly why I think uh, match play is my favorite is exactly that. You can go for the green in one, you can go for the green and two, whatever, if it, doesn't come off the worst is going to be a loss a hole. Um, if it does come off, it's a great shot. But again, it's only a win. It's only one win and you got to move on to the next. So there's no use um, winning eight in a row. If you're just going to lose the next nine in a row.
0: Yes. So. And so, yeah. So I think we're we will talk more about stroke play and match play and some other formats. Um, but just keep in mind now when we're building this foundation that in match play, it's a player, and an opponent, and it could be a player and their partner, which is called a side S-I-D-E against the opponent and their partner, which is their side, right? Two sides against each other. But in stroke play, they're all um, competitors other players or competitors in stroke play, you don't have an opponent. So when you, you're picking up the phone or you're sending Blakey a request for an answer about something that happened on the course, make sure that you're using the term correctly. Cause when you say the word, Oh, well, my, this happened. And my opponent did such and such. I instantly think that means you played match play. You might not have. So think about those terms and how important they are about what we call each player.
1: Yeah. And in stroke play, you have someone to mark your card and that called a marker and so that marker is there to make sure that you've played by the rules and make sure you've counted your shots correctly and they are acting on behalf of the rest of the field they're protecting the field to make sure that you've played uh, exactly as you should have and you are doing the same you are the marker for someone else and so you've got to make sure that they are playing by the rules and counting their score correctly and To make sure that they are playing by the rules, you need to know the rules of golf.
0: Definitely. And if they're not playing by the rules, you have a duty and obligation to protect the field. You can't just ignore something like you can in match play. And we'll talk about that more later. And we'll talk about markers later and handicaps. It's time to give you the answer to this, what we're calling simple golf rules question of the week. They're simple now. They might get more complicated later. But what is the answer this week?
1: Okay, so the answer to the simple golf rules question of the episode is stroke play. You must finish out the hole in stroke play. Match play, not necessarily because you might have already lost it uh, or you've been given, uh, conceded the the next putt uh, or next stroke but in stroke play you must finish out the hole there are no thing no such thing as gimmies in stroke play
0: but it's time to end our podcast today cuz we definitely want to end with you wanting more isn't that the deal
1: yeah absolutely and you know with all the stuff that you can learn through these podcast series there's so much that it's easier if we just keep it nice and short and you'll go back to them you'll listen to them again and there's always going to be little tidbits that you're going to pick up uh, along the way when you re-listen to them.
0: Great! We look forward to seeing you all next time. And when we come up with the tagline, we'll put it here. But we don't we don't know what our tagline is. So actually, if you want to post some comments, give us a review on this podcast. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, just know you can go on YouTube and some other podcasts formats that enable you to see video because there is video with some b-roll here for you so that's available in that way if you'd like to digest it that way and see our little smiling faces there's a rules official across the country across the world here he is
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tada!